Greetings, my peeps, and welcome to the All Things Basketball Podcast with your boy GD. In this episode, I'll be doing my playoff preview. I will be starting in the East, all the teams there, how they got there, the key matchups, keys to victories, and my prediction as well. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Okay, guys, so we are now officially in playoff mode, guys. We are now about to start the NBA playoffs. We had the play-ins. I'll tell you a little bit about that. But we're going to go through each series. I'll give you my predictions and so forth. So without any further delay, let's get right into it, guys. So we'll start in the East. We'll start with the number one seed in the East, the Milwaukee Bucks, taking on the number eight seed, the Miami Heat, which was a bit of a surprise to me, but I'll get into that in a moment. So, how Milwaukee got here? They finished with a 58 and 24 record, 32 and 9 at home, 26 and 15 on the road. Their starters are Giannis Antetokounmpo, of course. Also, uh, you have Chris Middleton, Brooke Lopez, Drew Holiday, and now they're starting Grayson Allen as well as your shooting guards. So, coming off your bench is Bobby Portis, Javon Carter. Pat Conaghan, Wes Matthews, and they also have Joe Ingles on their bench, as well as Goran Dragic and Miles Leonard, who they added both of those guys towards the end of the season. So, so that is your Miami roster for the most part. How did... Milwaukee Bucks, I meant. How, how did Miami get here? They finished 44 and 38, 27 and 14 at home, pretty good. 17 and 14 on the road, not so good. They lost to Atlanta in the first round of the play in. Uh, that came as a surprise. They actually lost that on their home court to Atlanta. But they did come back and beat Chicago, the number 10 seed, who uh, in a bit of an upset uh, in a game against Toronto. But they end up beating Chicago 102-91 to to get that 8 seed. So their starters are Jimmy Butler, Bam out of Bayou, Tyler Hero. Now they're going with Matt Struess over Kyle Lowry. And then also you have Gabe Vincent as well. So that is your starters there. Uh, I, I think that could change with the length that Milwaukee has. But on their benches, Kyle Lowry, um, of course, not starting these days. Kevin Love, I think... What can happen in this series? I could see Eric Spolster going with a Kevin Love in his starting lineup because of that length that 
Milwaukee has uh, Khalid Martin. Then you got Victor Oladipo. Uh, Got to see what his health looks like, guys. Um, You know, he had spurts in the season where he really looked good. But, you know, there's always the injury uh, bug hanging over him. So we'll see what he does in this series. And Cody Zeller as well. Keys to victory for Milwaukee. I think it's pretty simple. Uh, With a healthy Chris Middleton, I think they could really put their feet on the gas and make a run to the finals. That's how good Milwaukee is. And their bench play must be a factor in this series. uh, You have to get contributions from your bench for them to uh, get the victory here. For Miami, uh, the question is, will the real Miami Heat show up? You know, they had that letdown in the first game of the play-in against Atlanta. A team they should have handily beat, but, um, you know, it seems as if they didn't didn't really uh, come to play. So, and Atlanta did, so you can't take anything away from Atlanta. But, yeah, uh, I was kind of surprised by that, so... So, also, can they slow down Giannis in this series? So, I'm sure they'll throw a few bodies at him. You know, guys like Bam, you'll throw at him. Probably Cody Zeller or Kevin Love, you'll throw his waist. But, will you be able to, you know, keep him at bay? And the key matchup to me in this series, I think it's pretty simple. Chris Middleton versus Jimmy Butler. I think the player that outplays the other in this series, their team will get the victory. So, my prediction, man, it's so hard to judge this Miami team. But I think they will step up to to the occasion here. And listen, this is not your typical eight seed. So... Milwaukee has to be very careful in this series. Uh, You don't want to give Miami momentum here. But with that said, I think the cream will rise to the top. I think Miami Miami will lose this series to Milwaukee. I'm going to go, I initially said five, but I think this could be a series because, again, uh, Miami, who could have easily ended up being a sixth seed, in this um in the east is actually a eight so uh i'm gonna say milwaukee in six so yeah i think this isn't gonna be an easy opening series for milwaukee that's for sure so so with that said let's move on to the next series and that will be the number two seed boston celtics facing off against the seventh seed atlanta hawks how Boston got here, they finished 57 and 25, 32 and 9 at home, 25 and 16 on the road. So, pretty solid in both regards there. Their starters are Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Al Horford. I think you're going to see Robert Williams uh, begin to start again at the center position. And, of course, your point guard, Marcus Smart. Your bench comprises of Derek White, uh, Malcolm Brogdon, a potential six-man-of-the-year 
uh, award candidate Grant Williams and Sam Hauser. So, how Atlanta got here? They finished with a 500 record, 41 and 41. They were 24 and 17 at home, 17 and 24 on the road. So, not such a good road team. Yet, they ended up beating Miami in Miami to get that seven seed uh, in that game that they won. 116 to 105 behind Trey Young, 25 points, his eight rebounds and seven assists. And also you got Clint Capella to pull down 21 boards in that game. So your starters are Trey Young, DeJounte Murray, uh, DeAndre Hunter, Clint Capella, who I mentioned, and John Collins. Uh, the bench for Atlanta, Bogdan Bogdanovich, Sadiq Bey, who's been a very good mid-season pickup via the trade deadline, Jalen Johnson, and Oneka Okongwu, so your reserve center there. So Keys to victory for Boston. Uh, continue to get that outstanding play from both Jalen Brown and, of course, Jason Tatum. So you continue to get p solid play from those guys. Uh, should be a cakewalk. Uh, Marcus Smart must contain Trey Young. He's going to have to body him up and make things difficult for him. And then, of course, rebounding, I think it's going to be big in this series. When you got the likes of Kongu and Capella on the boards, I think it's going to be imperative for Boston to be able to rebound with those guys. So, for Atlanta, it's obvious they need a monster series from Trey and from DeJounte. John Collins has to show up, man. He has to show up for this series, Um Thus, my key matchup in this series is going to be Jason Tatum versus John Collins. If John Collins allows Tatum to wreak havoc in this series, I think it's going to be a quick series for the Atlanta Hawks. So, uh, And then Atlanta's bench must be able to compete with Boston's bench. Their bench has been strong this year, guys, so Atlanta has to be able to keep up with them. Which they did actually in that playing game. Their bench produced big time in that game. So uh, they're going to have to continue that here. So my prediction for this series. I'm going to say Boston in five. I think, I think Boston is poised for a run here. They haven't lost the beat with Joe Mazzula in command. As far as the coaching is concerned. So... They really haven't lost a, a step, you know, given that M.A. Aduka uh, is out as the coach. So, uh, yeah, I think this is going to be a pretty easy series for Boston to uh, to get the victory here. So I'm picking Boston, guys. All right, let's move on to the next series, and that is number three. Philadelphia 76ers taking on the 6th seed, the Brooklyn Nets. How did Philly get here? 
They finished 54 and 28, 29 and 12 at home, 25 and 16 on the road. So they're able to get it done in both home and away. Your starters are MVP candidate Joel Embiid, uh, James Harden, Tyrese Maxey, Tobias Harris, and the junkyard dog uh, PJ Tucker. Their bench is the Anthony Melton, uh, Horges Niang, Pat Reed. He backs up uh, Embiid. Jalen McDaniels, Daniel House Jr., and Shake Milton, who um, haven't heard a lot from uh, as of recently, but he's on that bench and he's, you know, he can be dangerous if you let him loose. How Brooklyn got here, despite the tumultuous season that they had, they did finish 45 and 37. They were 23 and 18 at home. 22 and 19 on the road so bit kind of even in that regard your starters are Mikhail Bridges who you got in the uh, who you got in the KD trade uh, Dor- Dorian Finney-Smith who you got in the Kyrie trade then you have Nick Claxton uh, Cam Johnson came in a KD trade, and Spencer Didwitty, who came via the Kyrie trade. Your bench, Royce O'Neal, who's been kind of their Swiss Army knife all year. Joe Harris, he's still hanging in there. Seth Curry, Dayron Sharp, Utah, Watanabe, uh, Cam Thomas, who's, you know, he, he 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 could score in bunches, guys, if you let him. And Patty Mills as well. Keys to victory for the Sixers. It's going to be a bit of a vengeance deal for James Harden here, guys. Remember, he was with the Brooklyn Nets when they had uh, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. They were supposed to be the big three over there. Then remember that. KD, he went down with an injury. Then Harton saw all the shenanigans going on with Kyrie and said, look, yeah, I can't be a part of this. Get me out of here. So he goes to Philly in return for Ben Simmons. And it looks like the Sixers are obviously getting the better of that deal with Harton leading the league in assists. So, And then you have Embiid just being Embiid. That's all you need to uh, survive this series here. But I think the revenge factor for Hart, and I think it's going to play a huge factor here. And then, of course, you want strong series from Tyrese Maxey and Tobias Harris as well. For Brooklyn Nets, basically they need a monster series from Mikael Bridges, who's played lights out, uh, especially down the stretch. And Spencer Dinwiddie, you're going to need him to show up. Uh, what will Nick Claxton and Dayron Sharp do with slowing Joel and B down? That's going to be a factor as well. I think the key matchup is James Harden against Spencer Dinwiddie. And let me say something about Spencer Dinwiddie, who's been running his mouth as of recent, uh, talking about 
uh, Kyle Kuzma, a man who's not even in the playoffs right now, and you're talking uh, stuff about him. And then you had the nerve to evoke the name of Rick Fox, who won those championships with Kobe and, and Shaq over there in L.A. Just let me say, you got a big series ahead of you. You need to be concentrating on the Sixers right now and a bloodthirsty James Harden because he, he's coming after your lunch in this series. So if I were you, I would kind of pay attention to that more than, you know, this loose talk about Kyle Kuzma, a man who, again, is not in the playoffs. You know, he his team, you know, got eliminated. So, you know, where, where, where's the beef at? I don't understand. So, anyway, that's my little rant on that. But, yeah, so that's going to be a key matchup. And also, Tobias Harris versus Mikael Bridges. I'll be interested to see how the Sixers played Bridges, who's been, again, on a tear as of recent. So, I think Tobias slowing him down is going to be critical in this series but I don't even see this as much of a fight from Brooklyn. I know Jock has, Va- Jock Vaughn has done a terrific job coaching this team, especially in light of all that's gone on this season. You know, you got to give him credit for that. But I think this was the matchup that they probably didn't want to see because of the dominance of Embiid so I'm predicting the Sixers in four this is going to be a sweep guys I think this series will be a sweep I think they'll get it done in Philly they'll go to Barclay and they'll take ownership of that place and they will sweep the Brooklyn Nets so so that leads me to my last series in the East one of personal interest to me that I'll be paying very close attention to and that is the number four seed the Cleveland Cavaliers versus my number five seed my New York Knicks so how Cleveland got here they finished 51 and 31 a very significant jump from last season they went 31 and 10 at home very solid there uh, not so much on the road, 20 and 21 on the road. Their starters are, of course, Donovan Mitchell, Darius Garland, Jared Allen, Evan Mobley. And as of recently, they've been starting Dean, Dean Wade as well. So their bench, you got Karis LeVert, solid player who can, you know, you could easily shift him into the starting lineup if need be. Rick Rubio, terrific story of his comeback from from that knee injury. So that's a nice, solid story there. Seti Osman, uh, very versatile forward for them. Lamar Stevens. You also have a Robin Lopez on your bench, as well as, if you want to dust him off, uh, Danny Green, who, of course, has championship pedigree um, playing for the Spurs and then also the Toronto Raptors so how the Knicks got here they finished 47 and 35 
23 and 18 at home and a very solid 24 and 17 on the road. Their starters are Julius Randle, Jalen Brunson, of course, their free agent pickup, R.J. Barrett, Mitchell Robinson, and Quentin Grimes as your shooting guard. Their bench, one of the more solid benches in the league, Emmanuel Quickly, Isaiah Hartenstein, Quickly, of course, a six-man-of-the-year candidate, uh, again, Hartenstein, Josh Hart, who they picked up at the trade deadline, he's been pretty magnificent since coming here. Obi Toppin, who's now getting the opportunity now with Julius Randle um, having that ankle injury. So he's started some games down the stretch. Miles McBride. Also, you have uh, Evan Fournier. If need be, uh, Derrick Rose is still on their bench, not playing much though. And then Jericho Sims is their additional big man. So, keys to victory for Cleveland. They just need monster series from, of course, Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland. Hey, look, you made that big trade for Donovan for this specific reason. You need a guy to take you over the hump, so... That's what you bring in a Donovan Mitchell for. So, and he's had playoff outbursts in the past where he's really taken off. So, uh, we'll see what he does with a definitely superior team going into this playoffs this year. So, and of course, you you're gonna need the combination of Jared Allen and Evan Mobley to dominate inside against Julius Randle and Mitchell Robinson if Cleveland is gonna survive this series. And for the Knicks, for the Knicks, you need Herculean efforts from Jalen Brunson, who's very capable of doing so. We saw what he did with Dallas last year. Julius Randle, the ankle is a concern. And we'll see what happens. Early talk I'm hearing is he's trying to ramp up to play. Whether he does or not, I'm not sure. One thought out there is that maybe the Knicks hold him out for the first two games in Cleveland. And then have him come back in New York. That's been one of the rumors uh, circulating. So... With that said, you will get like a Obi Toppin will get a opportunity in those first two games to kind of man the fort until Randall gets back. So we'll see what happens there. And of course, when Randall does come back, he wants to have a little redemption, guys, because two seasons ago when they went to the playoffs against Atlanta, he didn't play very well, guys. He did not play well, so... Is definitely a moment where he must step up. I know the ankle injury is going to be tough. He's going to be limited a bit, but he has to show up, guys. This is your all-NBA player. He has to show. And, of course, you got to get continued uh, bench play. That's the one area I think the Knicks have a real advantage here. 
right now, Cleveland's bench, again, you have a Levert, but I think Levert plays more like starter minutes. So I think the Knicks unit is much stronger than Cleveland's when it comes to the bench. So the way Tom Thibodeau utilizes his bench is going to be so crucial here, guys. So, so with all of that said, my key matchups, Darius Garland versus Jalen Brunson. Whoever prevails in that, I think the their teams respectively will prevail in the series. So, I'm expecting Jalen to show up. I know Darius Garland, he's going to be up for this matchup as well. So, this is this may be an even one, guys, but Jalen has to come out and play, that's for sure. And then uh Evan Mobley, a very accomplished well for a young player, very solid defensively and his matchup versus a Julius Randle slash Obi Toppin, I will pay it close attention to that because you want you want to draw Mobley out from the paint you know of course you know uh, hoisting off threes and so forth which both guys are capable of doing OB not to the percentage of Randall but he can pull you out there so you want to get him out of the paint uh, clog in the middle there so and also the <clears throat> The obvious one, Donovan Mitchell versus Quentin Grimes. Quentin Grimes is a 3 and D guy, so his defense on Mitchell is going to be important here, guys. But I think you'll see a steady diet of different guys uh, facing up against Mitchell. I think you'll see a quickly, you'll see a even a Josh Hart who can defend multiple positions, so... I, and also you could bring in number McBride as well, who is a pretty good defender as well. So I think Tom Thibodeau's going to mix and match in that regard. So, so with that said, oh, before I even go to my prediction, let me say this to Stephen A. Smith. I heard his rant that he had on his podcast about you know him being a Nick fan and he goes on first take of course talking about if the Knicks lose this series the season is a failure and then what he said on his podcast about Knicks fan wanting to dis disown him and he you know talked about the young whippersnappers who are you know, I guess they're the loud ones in that chorus in his eyes. So he goes on to say, you know, talked about his suffering. He says, all we have to hang our hat on is Walt Clyde Frazier and his rhyming, which is kind of a backhanded insult, to be honest with you. Um, we, I would like to think we have more than that. And, Clyde Frazier is <laughs> he is a treasured icon in New York. The man doesn't have to pay for a meal in this town because of what he's done 
50 some odd years ago, by the way. Well, 50 years ago, exactly, if you want to talk about their last championship. So this is an icon who you, you don't want to invoke in your discussion in terms of, you know, Nick Fandom and so forth. So this is what I'll say to him. I'm no young whippersnapper. I've been following this team. I came after their championships, of course, in 81. So I've seen my share of disappointment, guys. I see a Bernard King carrying this team as far as he could, given what was surrounding him. I saw him go down with a in, with that awful injury when he played against the Kings on the road. And actually, that injury actually uh, helped the Knicks to get Patrick Ewing. But, you know, that's a story for another day. But... So, you know, I lived through the Ewing years, you know, coming so close, especially those years where uh, Jordan left the NBA, those two years there where we got to the finals and John Starks had the 2 for 18 game, which again, I, I also blame Pat Riley because he had ammunition on this bench that he was unwilling to use. Seeing that stocks was so off, you had guys on your bench that could have propelled this offense, but you chose not to go there. You had a Rolando Blackman on your bench. You had a Hubert Davis on your bench, but that's water under the bridge. So I lived through that. I lived through the Pat Riley leaving us as well. I went been through the Patrick Ewan finger roll against the Indiana Pacers that rolled off the rim instead of, of course him attacking the basket. So I've lived through that. The 1999 run that they had where they made it to the finals only to lose to San Antonio. I've been through that. And then those lean years afterwards when Jeff Van Cundy saw the right handwriting on the wall in left town. I've been through the Isaiah as a GM years, I've been through the the just the assortment of coaches you brought in. Larry Brown, you brought in <clears throat> Mike D'Antoni, Jeff Hornacek. Then, of course, uh, yeah, I just I've I've been through it too. But what, what I will say is I can't pin all of that on this current regime of Leon Rose and all those guys there. I can't do that because just the other night we had a starting lineup of five, not a starting lineup, but we had a lineup in there of five drafted players that we drafted ourselves. We didn't trade to get them. They were our players out there on the floor. And that gave me a sense of pride, guys. That tells me that this this front office actually knows what they're doing in terms of picking the talent. So, so with that said, uh, Stephen A., yeah, yeah. I'm going to take a line from Draymond Green, what he said to Paul Pierce. They don't love you like that. <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm talking about the fan base. They don't love you like that. You go on TV, you berate the Knicks. It's obvious you don't watch the games. It's so obvious that you don't watch the games. And when a guy like Kendrick Perkins has to school you on what's happening in New York, and you being a, you know, in the national seat on first take and being kind of showing up like that, and even Monica McNutt, when she comes on there, she has to school you. Bless her heart. But. You know, that just tells me that yeah, you you not you, you not the fan you you make it out to be that you are. So again, it will not be a failure if they were to lose. Oh, by the way, they're the fifth seed in this series, not the fourth seed. I think more of the pressure is on Cleveland to be truthful about it. So if they were to lose to the Knicks, it would be more catastrophic for them than for New York. So, I'm just putting it out there. So, so Stephen A, yeah, they don't love you like that. So, (laughs) alright, so I'm going to cut it off there. Actually, you know what? I'm going to cut it, cut off this episode right there, guys. I'm going to leave it there. When I come back, with another episode, I'll do the West. I will take care of the West as far as predictions there go. And also, I'll give you my postseason award predictions. Also, I did want to break down the WNBA, their draft. So, I may, t- I may do a few episodes here. So, guys. Alright, so, so that is it for the East. That's... As I see it in the East, so in my predictions. All right, guys. So, as always, you know where to find me. All Things Basketball with GD.com. Also on YouTube, All Things Basketball GD. That's the handle there. On Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. On all the major podcast platforms. Apple, I'm there. Spotify, you name it. So, And leave reviews, guys. Leave reviews. If you're on YouTube, hit the like button as well. So, all right. So, I'm done with that one. And I'll be back shortly. All right. Until then, take care, everyone. So, my peeps, if you like what you're listening to, you can go to my website, www.allthingsbasketballwithgd.com. You can also email me at that's sportsdugd at gmail.com. To support this podcast, you can go to my PayPal, and that email is thatsportsdugd at gmail.com. Also on my Anchor page, I have a support button there that you can also use to help the podcast. I'm on all the major platforms like Anchor, Spreaker, Google Podcasts, Amazon, SoundCloud, YouTube, CastBox, Radio Public, Podchaser, just to name a few. And also, you can find me on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Clubhouse, and Fanbase. So, once again, I thank you for listening and supporting this podcast. And take care and be safe.